Welcome to Fresh Text, a uh, weekly podcast where a couple seminary profs uh, geek out on the liturgical, uh, the, the lectionary text for the upcoming Sunday and maybe swap some sermon ideas. I'm your uh, regular host, John Drury. I teach theology at Wesley Seminary at Indiana Wesleyan University, and I'm here with uh, my most regular uh, co-host, Aaron H.M. Perry. Say hi, Aaron. Hey. Well, here we go. Let's uh, open up the lectionary. That's what we do. So we're in year C. It's uh, epiphany slash ordinary time, and we are looking at the sixth Sunday after the epiphany, which in this year, 2019, is February 17th, and uh, we're going to be looking at the gospel text for now. Maybe in someday we'll look at the uh, some of the others, but we're doing gospel text for now, and it's uh, Luke 6, Luke 6, uh, verse 17 through 26, Luke 6, 17 through 26. Oh, cool. And Aaron, just uh, so you know, uh, since we had our first uh, guest appearance last week, it's not just that I'm picking on you. I uh, have been getting in the habit of always asking my guests to read the passage. Mostly wow. so I can, you know, get ahead. So I can sneak in a quick study. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Look up six commentaries real fast. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So if you're willing, uh, go ahead and read uh, Luke 6, 17 through 26. And I'll say a word of prayer and we'll jump in. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by evil spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when you, men hate you, when they exclude you and, ex, and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their fathers treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well-fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for that is how their fathers treated the false prophets. The word of God. Thanks be to God. Let's say a word of prayer for our time of study today. Father, we give you thanks for your word through which you created all things and which you sent bearing the flesh named Jesus of Nazareth, your incarnate word, who is your eternal son. And we thank you also for these written words that carry on his spoken words so that we may hear them afresh today. We ask, Father, that you would grant us a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit this hour, that we may have the um, understanding and compassion to perceive what it is you wish us to perceive and to purpose what it is you wish us to purpose. 
These things we ask in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, here we are in the so-called Sermon on the Plain, uh, just kind of moving along pretty pretty straightforwardly in Luke, selected passages. Um, last week, uh, we had a special guest, uh, Dr. Sophia Fasua. We looked at Luke 5, which was this calling scene of uh, Peter and James and John and, and the scene of the, the miraculous catch of fish. And before that, we had his uh, visit to Nazareth, which you and I discussed, Aaron, over the course of two weeks. So we're just kind of moving along through the story of Jesus, um, as is usually the custom with the lectionary uh, between Christmas and Easter, as I recall, at least. So yeah, I guess, what, uh, what, what do you notice? What, uh, what stands out to you as you read this passage afresh, the, the Sermon on the Plain, as it's sometimes called? Well, I, I mean, first I'm asking myself, am I rich? <laughs> I know I'm well fed, right? Um, I know I know that uh, I can mourn and weep. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to read myself into the text. These are mm-hmm. these are harsh words, and so that's immediately my my, my mind is going to is like, okay, th- this one is hard for me to to intellectualize. This one ah. this one just kind of gets me thinking right about my own condition as it pertains to this text. Yeah, I feel like it. It almost draws me in more on that front uh, because of the the placing the the blessings the 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 beatitudes in parallel to the woes. You know, yep. Um, if my if memory serves, those woes appear, or at least some version of them, I think, might show up uh, over in Matthew. But they're definitely not. I know there's some woes in 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 chapter eleven. I don't know if they match these, but um, they certainly aren't, you know, right after the Beatitudes, the way they appear in Matthew, you know, and, uh, and Matthew also, and not, it's not like Matthew's, Matthew's not a softy, but, um, it, it helps when he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Yeah. It's like, yep. <laughs> it really takes the, uh, it, uh, it, 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 it takes, you can't soft pedal it when it's just clearly stated, blessed are the poor verse 20. And then the contrast in 24, the rich. Yeah. You now, um, and the same with the, was it the, uh, yeah, the hungry, it's not hunger and thirst for righteousness, right? Isn't right. that how it appears in Matthew? Right. It's just you who are hungry now, or you will someday be fed. And then again, the contrast, verse 25, those who are filled now, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's straightforwardly talking about one's actual social condition, which I think, I think Matthew that's on his radar too, quite clearly from, from other texts. But, um, you know, it's just, I mean, basically I'm intellectualizing the fact that I can't intellectualize it right now. As you talk. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> just, <laughs> but there's just some clear features that really, you know, present it as a kind of clear statement. I think the woes bring that out just as clearly as the, the statements themselves. This is a text that really inspires me to action. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, uh, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to think, I, I can make the gospel, um, I can, I can make the faith that is required, uh, to receive the gospel, um, sometimes inactive. And I know that's not, that's not right use of faith, right? Like, you know, you can get a dose of James in there. 
uh, faith without works is dead, right? They're, like the the gospel inspires us to action, but man, this one this one really challenges me to to be on the right side of Jesus. Uh, this one challenges me to be about what He's about um, pretty quickly after being grateful for what He's done for me outside of anything I've done for Him. This one challenges me challenges me to be about things that He's about uh, intentionally and earnestly and widely and uh, to use Scott Adams' word, bigly, you know, be, be about Jesus' stuff bigly. Uh, that's what this passage does to me. It, 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 it makes me a little bit, it makes me a little bit unsettled with that in mind, but inspired with a bit of fear in it, to be honest. Yeah, well, I feel the fear. I don't know. Maybe you and I are just wired differently. Uh, fear spiration. <laughs> like, it's like inspired fear. spiration. Fear spiration. Yeah, maybe perspiration. Uh, yeah. Cause like, I'm always a little torn on how to take these beatitudes. Like is the Lord saying, um, it's good to be poor, be poor, at least in solidarity with the poor. Cause that's where blessing is. Or is he saying it's, it's an evil, not, not a, not a moral wrong, but uh, of the one who is poor, but, uh, it's an evil that I'm going to fix. I'm going to to free you now or in the next life or whatever. Um, or or is it just stating kind of a fact? There's the poor and those are the people I'm with. And if you're not, sorry. Um, and not necessarily even saying you can't be a part of me, but you're not, you don't receive this special blessing that is held just for the poor. Is this making sense? It's kind of like, it's not immediately obvious to me. That's why I'm saying like I struggle with the, I hear your, I feel the inspiration that you're talking about. I guess I'm just problematizing it for myself to kind of say like, am I, am I just not, um, as one of the rich and well fed, um, you know, am I just kind of missing out and there's nothing I can do about it? Or am I supposed to somehow, um, do something to move from woe to blessing, you know, cause he doesn't lay that out is what I'm trying to say. It's more yep. just stated. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's why I was saying, I, like I say, we might be wired differently. Where I, where I kind of like, um, uh, like I wonder if when you get a, uh, when you feel the the burn of of a woe and the invitation of a blessing, it like inspires you to action. And when I hear it, I'm just like, oh, woe with me. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, <laughs> I have a tendency to get stuck. You know. Um, so I'd love to pick up a little of that that inspiration to action that, 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 uh, that's attractive when I hear you say that. And I'd love to hear like where, were there even clues in the text that drew that out for you in a way that maybe I'm missing as I'm listening? What do you make of the, what's the, uh, what's the, that day verse 23 rejoice in that day. Hmm. Is this, is there some, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, is there eschatological implications for this? A sense hmm. of, a sense of the Son of Man's final judgment. Uh, can we can we have our eyes to that if we're thinking about this, you know, more in terms of of the judgment that's coming uh, through his visiting of Jerusalem, you know, and ah. just kind of like extrapolating that out. Um, There's definitely temporal language here that stands out. The now, right, right, you know, right now, you're those those who are hungry now, you yeah. will yeah. be fed. Um, and in 23, 
I, I immediately, I, I'll tell you how I took it when I first heard it and I'm, I'm open to hearing it differently. But when he says, um, blessed are you in 22, blessed are you when humans hate you and ostracize you and insult you and spurn your name as evil for the sake of the son of man. And then you could take it as just continuing that thought. Be glad on that day, the day when you're being attacked, you know, mm. um, and skip for joy for behold, um, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the hatred you're receiving, right. The reward, excuse me, the reward or payment that you're going to get in heaven. Um, it's kind of like on the day when you are persecuted, you can even have joy because you're aware of this treasure that's for you in heaven. Now, it's very clear that like in heaven doesn't have to mean in the future, in the f- far distance. It doesn't have to be taken that way. I agree with you because that that's a possibility um, because in heaven just means us with God, with God, the father. Right. <laughs> um, so your, your, your treasures are with him. So um, if there's some kind of uh, reward to be tasted, even in this life, that's, that's not to be ruled out. Um, but yeah, man, um, do you th- I, I feel like that that day has got to have some connotation, though. It really feels like he's pressing in the sense of an inbreaking future of some kind. But yeah, Go yeah. Ahead. I mean, I'm thinking of Old Testament language of of that day, day of the Lord. Right, um, right. You know, that's what's sparking sparking that in my mind. And uh, yeah, this seems this seems less descriptive. To me, and more, um, we've already used the word inspirational, and that's not quite the right word, but but uh, you know, it's it's to lead to performance in some way. It yeah. seems, seems to me. Um, I'm just noticing as well that that language of um, "blessed are you who hunger now," "woe to you who are well fed now," "blessed are you who weep now," mm-hmm. "woe to you who laugh now." Right, the, that temporal language has that parallelism between those, and I'm also seeing that. You know, if that parallel were to continue on, then it's kind of left out in the final blessing. And well, blessed are you when when men right. hate you and exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Right. Woe to you when all men speak well of you. I'm wondering, like, how is that related to his to his status as the <laughs> Son of Man? Right. How is that related to him, his status and right. his mission? And it, is is there kind of an implied parallelism there? Like, is that meant to go on through? Or is it is it missing for a purpose? Hmm. Yeah, for so they treated the prophets. I mean, so the fathers, um, you know, so they so they treated your uh the false prophets. Yeah, don't don't go chasing um the popularity. Um yeah, woe to you when there's a when there, but it isn't the now. That is weird. It's like it's coming, you know. Yeah, like, there's definitely which would kind of fit the context of the gospel, right? It's he's kind of he's talking to these Galilean working poor, right? I mean, and you know he's speaking to his disciples, um, you know, in the broadest sense, not just the narrow sense of the the twelve, right? And I mean, he's saying, you know, you know, blessed are you in your poverty and hunger, right? In your need. Um, you know, in your, in your, you know, in your sorrow, um, and blessed are you when, right? Cause 22 is future. 
you know, uh, at least the subjunctive future, like, and then it's going to happen because they're not necessarily persecuted for his sake yet. He's like, that's coming later. But even then on that day, um, you can stay joyful and you can remain blessed um, because there's a larger plan at work. You're on the right side of history here. And then the vice versa. I don't know if that speaks to what you were asking. I might've missed your, your point. I think it is striking that the nows are missing. They're only on the second and third of the four in each. So yeah, there's a, there's a, I wonder if there's a shift as well. Um, So the first, the first blessing, uh, blessed are you who are poor for yours is the kingdom of God. Um, Woe Mm -hmm. to you who are rich for you have already received your comfort. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the, the final one, blessed are you when men hate you, exclude you, insult you, reject your name because of the uh, Son of Man. That that seems to be anticipating something that that is going to going to take place. You know, there's a. I wonder if there's a an arc in these. Is there is there an arc happening of of like a movement from present into future, tying tying the somehow the present realities as as uh, illustrative of, of future realities. Um, you know, is, yeah. Wonder, wondering, is there a, is there a movement in this rather than strictly, um, mm. you know, machine gun descriptions? I think, yeah, I think there's something to that. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to get too ridiculous, but I know I can see a really clear pattern in even just from 20 to 22 in terms of the story of the apostles, right? So they, start out already as I think they could be described as the working poor prior even to their calling, right? Him calling them when they leave their nets. Again, this is a little, I'm not saying the text is saying this. I'm saying, I'm saying this and it clicks. Okay. For me, 21, the second one is, um, you know, blessed are um, those who are hungry now. I mean, when they left their nets to follow him, we know, we see the scenes, right? It's one's coming up of the feeding of the five, right? They're, they're foxes have holes, right? They don't have income, right? They have to go and take uh, food from the edges of the fields, right? That happens in one scene, um, at least in Mark. Um, so you, you get the vibe that they've gone from not only kind of being among the poor as a kind of class, right? but on the hungry end of that spectrum. And then the, when you weep, I mean, the weeping could be still to come. That could be talking about his death. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. this comes up again and then the persecution could be talking more about after, right? After I send you out and the persecution really kicks in, in the story of acts. Again, I don't want to uh, make too big of a <laughs> ordeal about all this, but it is interesting that, you know, you, you could see there being at least some logical progression, which for yeah. some, maybe in the apostle, the first apostles, it's even a chronological progression, that a kind of unfolding, which would make some sense even of the language. Because, I mean, the first three are these plural um, um, participles, right? You know, the poor, you know, the uh, hungry now, the weeping now, right? And then this switch to this like larger clause, right? Blessed are you when, you know, people hate you, you know, that kind of thing, right? And, and when this and when that, you know, almost, you almost get the vibe. It's kind of like, oh, by the way, also there's, there's this other thing coming that you haven't had yet. Cause there's no reason to think that any of these things are 
would resonate with them right now, right? They'd say, bless the poor. Like, yeah, we're the poor. Screw those rich people down in Jerusalem, right? (laughs) Or Herod when he comes up for vacation up here in Galilee, right? Um, The hungry, yeah, yeah, we're hungry, right? Whereas when he starts talking about, you know, all this other stuff, it's kind of like, well, that's, you know, wait, are you saying that following you means we're going to (laughs) get... you know, um, attacked. I don't know. Is that making any sense? Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm reflecting. So, I mean, I was talking to some students about this the other day that we never get scripture in real time, right? Like scripture is not recorded in real time for us. It's not meant to be. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's engaged in reflection and written for a purpose, not only to capture what was done, but to have effect on the reader or, or the listener. Um, so, I'm I'm reflecting on that. I'm also trying to drawn to this fact that this these blessings and curses or blessings and, and woes, I should say, um, are in the context of people with a certain amount of desperation. So you're using the phrase "working poor," and I'm also like, some mm. of these people are are incapable of working. That's right. Yeah. right? They they and and it's kind of like picturing the strata that they're in. Okay, so you know you've got the wealthy who don't need to work. Then you've got people who are the, the majority of people who are working. And then you've got these people who are unable to work because they're right. sick and diseased. And I mean, evidently they've got time to hang out, <laughs> not working. <laughs> yeah. And, and if they, if they did have gainful work and meaningful work, why would, I mean, it's strange that they would choose to be with this level of, of a crowd if, if they had, so this is, this is, this is, this yeah. is, this is pr- pretty low level people, right? This is, this is yeah. people who are in really dire straits right now. And I, you know, it's interesting because I started out reading this as like picture myself in the text, like, man, am I the, am I the rich, well, well-fed person, man, the people who are there hearing that probably weren't too many rich, well-fed right. people who, who are with That's them right. that, cause if they're rich and well-fed, this is not the group of people they would choose to be around. No, that seems likely. And it even says, you know, that he's speaking to his disciples, usually in verse 20, whereas usually it highlights if there's Pharisees or scribes there that he's mm. going to call out, right? Not that all the Pharisees and scribes were wealthy, but um, somewhere that's clear from, from some of Jesus' teaching. But yeah, and, and I only and use the phrase working poor to think of how the disciples, because we see them with a profession, they, they were fishermen, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but we shouldn't think, oh, they had a job, so they're fine. It's like, no, this would have been a hard, hard life, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Still, um, I mean, some of them making, yeah. making enough to have to hire other people. And the taxation right. of the Romans would have then, you know, made it even worse. So that yeah. even what they were, what they were catching, they weren't able to all eat themselves, but had to give a lot. Um, yeah, but I totally agree that, that there's no reason to not imagine that given, especially the, you know, the. Uh, humble masses that are always coming to him for healing. I mean, these are definitely people who cannot even work, even if they wanted to. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and bearing in mind, right, some of these disciples, so we've, we've already had uh, Peter who's been called away from the, the nets, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, called away that it's like, this is, this is a real reality check about what this movement yes. that Jesus is starting is going to be about. Like, yeah, he's called them from a hard, it, they, yes. I mean, that's what I was trying to get at. Like only the, only the uber wealthy are able not to work. Like for the majority of the world, yeah. people have, have had to work consistently um, right. to, to, to live, right? So, so now he's called people away from hard lives. Uh, and it's like, Jesus, this is, this is worse. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know, that's good. <laughs> you, you've called us from a hard life and this, this, is, this is not any better. This is, this is worse. Like we are, we are around people who are, can make me sick, right? You know, and yeah. I'm thinking of, yeah. of purity code and 
and people with disease. I mean, they're already, and these are people from Tyre and Sidon, right? These are not, mm-hmm. these are, these are definitely riffraff people. And, and early on in Jesus gospel, it's like, this is, this is what we're in for. This is, this is what it's about. Yeah. Which goes back to that opening speech in chapter four back in Nazareth, you know, yep. um, I'm here to, to declare the year of the Lord's favor, right? Which means that the poor are going to be made rich and the rich are going to be <laughs> made yeah. poor again. The, this kind of reordering of the world in light of God's justice. And you guys are a part of that, but that doesn't mean this isn't, like you say, it's progression. This isn't a, hey, everything's good now, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's something you're undergoing. And, and as Luke highlights in Luke, in chapter five, you know, um, in his voice as narrator says, they left everything and followed him. Um, and I, I believe at least Mark has the drop their nets phrase. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. Luke tries to really emphasize the, yeah. the poverty that they are choosing in addition to the poverty they're already experiencing given their just social location. But well, it's uh Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, just, I'm, just, I'm just thinking about how this, if this, if this passage does invite a kind of self-selection, like, like what group am I in? There's almost a way that that's deconstructed as well, because we, we know, especially in Luke's gospel, that, that some who are in Jesus's disciples have means Yes. Right in Luke eight, we know they we know that they're the you know the the wife of the manager of of Herod's estate, and I mean there's there's people of means who are in this this group. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's various, and then we have the and that the, becomes important in the Book of Acts as yeah. key players in. But it's having having things in common. You know, it's it's the the generosity yeah. that's crucial though for the church's movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I'm tracking. Yeah. So so there's there's people there. There's people who have left the the working life to be there. There's people who are, are desperate and are are diseased and have traveled to to come and see him. But even in their minds, they've got to be thinking back to people who are unable to move. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the categories of people who are lame and have to sit and beg that are not able to go and be with Jesus. It's like. It's like what counts as wealth is kind of a moving scale and one that mm-hmm. you know maybe, maybe is not maybe was not easily divided. Uh, maybe this group that's around him isn't easily divided into the poor and the wealthy. Maybe in some ways it is, but in other ways it's like it's it's not just running down the in it's not splitting up the group. It's also elements of people's hearts and lives. Like how do I see myself as one who's received reward and see this as reward? How do I see myself as one who is poor? Um, mm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to put myself in the, in the really mixed bag of people that's there and ask what, what would it have been like for them to hear these words and then to kind of stew on them for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which maybe goes to show that at the end of the day, there's not a fundamental contradiction, uh, to, for Matthew to use the phrase, blessed are the poor in spirit. Um, you can see how once you follow that logic out that that that's the poverty that matters most of all but um but that's an we don't want to take that easy road you know we want to stick with the text in front of us and let it press us as you said as you said let uh stew in it a bit right (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. well let's uh let's give our uh, listeners a chance to stew for a moment and then uh, come back after a short break and uh maybe swap some initial sermon ideas, sermon starters, uh, moving towards um, the Sunday sermon. So let's take a quick break.
And we're back. Welcome back to Fresh Text. Um, we've spent some time uh, studying uh, Luke chapter 6, verses 17 through 26, which is the lectionary passage assigned for, uh, I believe it was the sixth Sunday of um, the Sunday after Epiphany. And uh, I'm here with uh, Aaron. And yeah, let's uh, let's talk about where we might go with this. We've talked about it already and it's starting to get some ideas, I'm sure, already flowing. But if you were starting to develop a sermon for this coming Sunday, what where might you start? What what's uh, what's what what's the scratch, or what's the itch that you feel led to scratch, homiletically speaking? <laughs> well, I think text. I think I have to start with some alliteration. Maybe title this something like "From Butt to Blessing," and so <laughs> moving from the "But woe to you," like the butts to the blessing of "Blessed are you who are." Uh, there's there's something in me that is like has to focus on the action of it. Yeah, uh, that. You know, he ends, you know, Jesus obviously ends this passage and kind of these words, although this isn't, although the, the, the discourse goes on after these verses, right, right. but if I was just to use this verses to, to stop with the woes, would have a, that would, that would feel strange to me. So I'd want to find ways to cycle back into the, into the blessing. And I think I key on your idea of being where Jesus is. Um, and, and in a, in a sense, um, he himself being the blessing because it, it's right. The, the there's healing power coming from him. So these people are receiving a blessing who are there. Um, people are coming from all around him and he's healing them all. Right. There's no shortage of, of his, of his power. Um, kind of their, their defilement is not defiling him. He's healing mm-hmm. them. So I think that, mm-hmm. I think that there's something I'd want to do uh, starting with the woes and feel those and hear those and kind of learn how to see ourselves in those but then move into the blessing and the and the the grace of and the good news of being with Jesus. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. I, I liked the the connecting that you were doing there with the opening of the passage, right? The sort of setting the scene, right? That he's having this transforming impact, healing them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which so it's not like you know he doesn't just get up and offer this kind of teaching of blessing and woe, you know. Uh, out of the blue into the nothing, right? It's, 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 it's in the context of him, you know, uh, transforming people's lives, uh, yeah. bringing healing yeah. to their bodies. Uh, you know, I mean, even, even, to, even to say, like you were talking about earlier, if you're poor and hungry because you can't and weeping because you can't physically move and he has just healed you. Right. And now you're sitting at his feet. It makes a lot of sense for him to say, Hey, the kingdom is yours, right? See, the kingdom's happening. It's happening in mm, your body right yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. And you're not going to be um, hungry or weeping anymore because you're going to be able to go home and like, you know, drop your, <laughs> drop your nets into the water again and pick it up, right? I mean, you know, so obviously some of the disciples he's speaking to here are those who are following, following him into deeper poverty, but others are people who are being liberated from abject poverty into something more sustainable through his healing, right? So... Which goes back to your point of there's a lot of at first glance it's just blessings, good guys, woes, bad guys, but it's obviously a much more mixed, complicated group, you know, gathered here. Yeah. Um, yeah. That you that's what we pointed out earlier that I think can play out in the way one develops um, the sermon. As for like the cutoff, I think this is just kind of like a lectionary geek moment. But I was just scanning on the lectionary. It actually the next couple weeks would 
would normally continue into the next part of this sermon, um, picking up right where this one leaves off. Um, and I'm, I'm even peaking. I think it even goes into it a little bit the following week, but there's even more, but, de- but, uh, depending on when Easter comes, you know, like Easter comes early enough that, you know, there's a couple dates cut off. Does that make sense? So it's kind yeah. of like, yeah. it varies from year to year, depending on how long. I just think that's kind of interesting. I won't spend much more time on that, but I know that happened to us. Uh, I, I, I've, had this, I've had these experiences when I started moving towards lectionary preaching to just kind of have to just tell myself, you know, just trust the lectionary, trust that it's actually helping you, that, that there's that like hundreds of scholars th- drawing on years and decades and centuries of practice um, crafted this pretty cleverly. Do you know what I mean? And um, yep. so like, I know like a couple weeks ago we were doing Luke four and we like started dipping into the second half. And then like, when we got there the next week, we were like, oops, you know, <laughs> I mean, it didn't hurt, but, um, there's some power even in kind of leaving us hanging with these woes, you know, there's some, um, I, I guess this is maybe yeah. my winkle, my angle is that I wonder, like, I don't know. I tend to not preach a lot of like straight repentance sermons. I've always usually like, okay. Get a little repentance in there, and then I try to bring in a little, like, here's some guidance or instruction, you know, of what to do, right? And um, I wonder what it would be like to, um, you know, uh, you know, speak a few woes, you know? Is there a way to do that that's not just being a jerk, you know, or not just trying to draw attention and be shocking, but to actually say, like, let's, let's take a moment and actually reflect on you know the extent what especially verse 24 really uh no excuse me uh yeah no 24 and 20 25 both but that 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 present tense in 24 really hit me you know you've already had your comfort you know you already have your comfort woe on those who are rich woe on you it actually says uh who are filled now um you know, you already, you're getting your chance now to enjoy life and to like really kind of take some time to try to recognize, um, you know, when I have had it good. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, I was thinking about one thing Will Williman says is it's, it's really tough to offer pastoral guidance to people who have just been promoted or whose kids have just got into <laughs> the school of choice or who are just getting a major raise, right? It's, it's like, yeah. you know, oh, that's good. C.S. Lewis has this line about, about the, the benefit of, of life, you know, being what can make us forget about God. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a, a part of this that I'm like, you know, maybe the reason I don't want to end with that is because this calls out of me a pastoral or, or a necessity of pastoral practice that is just really hard to, mm-hmm. as necessary you know, and, and part of it is to is to make sure that people are kind of not not basing their their religious life on on ma- the mountaintop experiences, whether that's spiritual experiences or whether that's just the the serendipitous blessings of life, right? That that happen to come to us, because um, this is this is all part of a rearranging of who's under the blessing and, and, yeah. and not of God in this passage. So I think that there's a part of me that's like, man, maybe maybe I should feel comfortable being in this and can even use that to teach. Like, like there's, this is, there's, 
there's wisdom in this too, right? Um, woe to you who are who have a good now because a tough time is coming. That's just that's just yeah. part of life. Yep, yep, yep. You that's don't have to take that. That's just part of life. Yeah, right. right. And it's so interesting how how when when you're into that, it's like it's like if the woes are true, then the blessings kick back in because um, woe, woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. And then blessed are the woes, are, are you who hunger because you will be satisfied. I mean, there's a kind of <laughs> movement to this that I think I could really tag on to to teach my people. Um, there's a rhythm to the spiritual life, and it's exactly what you should expect. And the and the blessing of God does not look like material blessing all the time. And the curse of God does not look like poverty all the time. In fact, it, it can be the exact opposite. Right. You know? Right. And, right. And, and so what that does is I'm like, okay, if I can't figure that out, you know, if I can't intellectualize that, or I can't put myself in the, in the passage, then I'm just going to stick close to Jesus. Like I'm going to stick close, stick close to the one who seems to know about blessings and woes. And I think that might be a spot. I might take the sermon too. Yeah, I like that that cycling back that it kicks back in kind of thing um, that can slip in a little bit of uh, hope even amidst the yes yeah the necessary harsh word. I had this I had this friend I had these two friends that I used to know out in Jersey and and when they first met, one told the story of the other. This would be a better story if I just lied and said it happened to me, but it didn't. Um, <laughs> um, Woe to you who tell stories as yeah, right, right, right. to you. Yeah. Or, uh, or blessed are you who don't let facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but when they first met, he, he met the guy and he was, and he had this t-shirt on and it had like, it was this home, like this homemade screen, screen printed t-shirt. Right. And had this like picture of a castle, like this like medieval castle, like upside down. Right. And it, uh, the one said to the other, like, Hey, what's that's a cool shirt, man. Um, what's, what's, what, what, what's it about? Or what's it references? Like, you know, what is it a band or whatever, you know? And he's like, nah, man, this is the kingdom of God. Cause it turns everything upside down. <laughs> and he was that kind of a guy that's always preaching, you know, like, and, and, uh, and I don't know. I just, I love that image. And I love that, just that, that clarity of just, the the way that Jesus flip thing, flips things around, turns things upside down, yeah, and how that how sometimes the best news is when things are up is to recognize that my life does not, you know, my true joy does not consist in these joys, you know, um, right. and when things are, you know, filled with sorrow. Um, my joy does not uh, is not linked to these, you know, temporary sorrows. And I don't know. I think there's something there. I don't feel like it's a full, you know, it's not a three point sermon yet, but maybe it'll never be because three point sermons stink, I guess. But um, as my wife loves to tease me about in my three point sermons, but um, <laughs> she she says my mine are okay only because they're always only ever just three ways of saying the same point, so they're technically one point sermons. <laughs> So I get a pass. <laughs> well, as long as your wife gives you a pass. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> woe to you whose wives give them a pass now. You will be judged homiletically. Yeah. But blessed are you whose wives are pleased with your sermons. Um, <laughs> no, woe, because someday they will not. <laughs> they will no longer. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> oh, geez. All right. Well, uh, I think you said you had to go. So I think we should probably wrap up, huh? I'm good. I'm good to wrap up. Awesome. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll see. Let me give a sec. Uh, I sometimes have a prayer here. I think I've maybe done all the ones that I've looked up connected to these stories. I don't have a good one on this one, but I might. Give me a second. This is pretty good. Maybe let's just do this one. Let me say this one. God of every land and nation, you have created all people and you dwell among us in Jesus Christ. Listen to the cries of those who pray to you and grant that as we proclaim the greatness of your name, all people will know the power of love at work in the world. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. There we go. All right. Thanks, Aaron. Hey, thank you, John. Yeah, and all you listeners, have a good preach and have a good week.